0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another amazing episode of the Visibility Playground Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Tom Tomorrow, and today we have someone that makes Google seem fun. I get super stressed out when I go hang out in Google, like I feel like little mini anxiety attacks come popping up at me. But one thing that I'm learning from her is that when you have structure, everything else in your life becomes a lot more simpler. So I'm super excited to bring her on, but before we cue the before we do that, let's cue the intro and we'll be right back. Hey guys, Carrie here, and welcome to the Visibility Playground Podcast. The podcast that shares visibility journeys of entrepreneurs and teaches listeners how to use visibility to build their brand and attract an audience of raving fans and customers. Every week, we will be bringing you stories and advice from entrepreneurs who've achieved visibility success, as well as helpful tips and strategies to help you grow and scale your business and really get it in the way that you always wanted. So join us and let's create a world where your story of your business is seen and heard. So I'm super excited that you're here. I feel like anytime, like literally, like, I feel like you have become like my internal adjective and <laughs>
1: <laughs> internal adjective. I have never been called that before. I might yeah, be awkward. And it's just like, I might it's like, I need to Dara today. I just need to like, do it, like do some
0: daring. What and, would Dara like, do? Yeah. <laughs> or what would Dara do? Like very much like that comes in because I feel like with you, you have this sense of structure, but fluidity. And it's almost like because you created these structures and created this organization
1: you're able to have flow. I, I definitely am always striving for that. And I think if <laughs> there's nothing, if, there, if there's one thing that I've learned in the two and a half years since creating a course, that's all about like, being more productive, using the Google tools like Gmail and Google Drive and Calendar and all the things that we use regularly. If there's one thing that I've realized is that we're all still human. We will still make mistakes. We will still slip. It's not like we're living in this like perfectly beautiful organized space at all times. It kind of ebbs and flows. And I think that permission and telling people that that's okay as opposed to like just letting everything go to crap all the time and never <laughs> rebounding the ebb and flow the permission to do that i think is actually really helpful for people who are striving to improve the way that their back end of their businesses run and um so hopefully that's the adjective you, like that's the descriptor that you're hearing when no, you No that yeah it is like it's okay that it's not perfect but it's going to be better than it was yesterday or last week or last year
0: No cuz i i remember I think it was maybe like a year, maybe two years ago. Um, my Google Drive was hot mess city. It was like it was such a hot mess that it was just disrespectfully a hot mess. And I was talking to one of my friends, and I want to say they had had your course, and they were talking, telling me that I need to like number my folders. And when you number your folders, a lot of times, like it makes it more organized in a way and knowing like where your stuff is. And like that for me, like it's a mess inside of the numbered folders. But the the first part, I know where to go. (laughs) I know where things are. To find exactly what I need takes a little bit of a journey. But knowing at least the location, it's like knowing like I know what streets you're on. Yeah. I don't know how she lived.
1: <laughs> well, I, I want to clarify just if anybody is listening and thinking that I am, my advice is to number folders. The advice is actually to use numbers to force the order of the folders so that the ones you use the most often are at the top and the ones that you use the least often are at the bottom. And you don't even have to number all of them. You could just number the like most important ones. But the other thing is that using search in Gmail or Google Drive is actually the way that we're gonna save our sanity at all times. And it's not to say that things shouldn't get filed and put in like approximate appropriate folders, like put them in their neighborhoods. But then when it comes time to actually remember which house it is, use the search bar. And I think that's what I'm learning. Um, I think the next course that you need to create is Canva organization. Canva, I know somebody who has a Canva organization course. So I do have a really great Canva tip that I uh, I have shared a few times, and I'm happy to share it here if you're curious, because yeah. one of the biggest things with Canva, I mean, we can go in there and we can clean Canva up, but the thing that I always notice is when I create a design in Canva, and I download my PDF or my PNG file, I put that file in a folder, but you can also save the link to that Canva design in the folder as well. Mm. And so what you can do is if you open up the folder in your Finder or your uh, Windows Windows Uh, browser like your file explorer browser and you open up the folder that the assets get saved into and you also open up your web browser so you have web browser and you have file explorer or your finder you can grab the little lock and drag the lock of the canva page that has all the designs and drag and drop it into the folder on your computer and what that does is it creates a link directly to that canva design So in the folder, let's say you have like, I see your visibility podcast, the visibility playground podcast background. Let's say this was designed in Canva. If you wanted in the folder that has all these graphics, you also link to one or more of the Canva designs just as like, it's kind of like a bookmark, Mm. but it's a bookmark that exists in a folder on your computer and Mm. it's sitting beside all the assets that came from it.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah. So it's like not organizing canva it's organizing like it's it's pairing the assets with the link to the original design item
0: i love that i love that because i think even for me one of my biggest issues in canva and in google drive starts in canva is i don't name stuff well or it's too close or let's not get a miss bail. And then I'd forget about it. And then I'm like searching
1: for it and it's like- Or you never renamed stop. it in the first place from like, the copy that you made. It. Yeah, for so, sure. So, like, so you're like, I'm just gonna go through,
0: cause I remember it was like right after this client's work. So like it should be somewhere
1: like between this and this. <laughs> Do you ever, did you ever work with with Photoshop? Yeah. Okay, so it's kind of like saving your PSD file. In the same folder as the output files. Yeah. So it's the link to Canva instead of the PSD. So, anyways, for anybody listening, you're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay. So, are you ready for the big question? I am ready for the big question. I don't know what the answer is going to be. I do know what the question is going to be, but I'm excited. (laughs) What is your definition of visibility? I think it actually has to do with memorability. So it's not just about someone knowing who you are, but it's about them remembering you positively, hopefully with a somewhat accurate description of what you do or who you serve or why they liked you or what you talked about. So it's not just for me about it's like quality over quantity, I think is what I'm getting at. So for me, visibility has to do with not the number of people on my email list. But the number of people who stay there because they open my emails, because they liked something I did, and they look forward to hearing from me.
0: Mm. I like that idea of quality over quantity, and the reason why I like it is I remember where somebody was like, "Oh, you need to have like your dream 100," and I remember looked thinking to myself, and I was looking, I was at home, and I was like a hundred people in here would be a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, that would actually be a lot of people. I think I want like 15. <laughs> I was like, I want people that I can remember, that I can talk to, that I can have those conversations with, even though it might be a smaller quantity, but the quality of the relationships that we can build is so much now more powerful because now I'm having a dinner party with 15 of my closest people rather than a whole little rooftop
1: mixer with a hundred people that I might well, it's,
0: to everybody. It's
1: it sounds to me almost like the 80/20 rule of the dream 100, but the 20 is the cream of the crop. It's the people who will show up for you every time and it's not just to fill a list. Mhm. I like that.
0: So I think it's I think it's kind of cool that you say that idea of quality because I feel like that I think a lot of times we forget that. We forget the importance of quality. And I think um, as we're getting into or I'll ask you, what is your thoughts on this idea of really looking at this like this memorableness and this quality of people, especially as we're shifting um, in this new financial
1: turn? Sorry, (laughs) I I got distracted by the financial part of it. Um, Can you? Re- rephrase or re, re- Yeah, so that? with
0: like the recession going on and people being yeah. more cautious of of business oh. and, and working and signing up for stuff, that idea of quality, how do you feel like that's going to play a part?
1: Okay, thank you. I I think that it's um it's that it's that the connection is genuine. It's that you're not just a number to me. You're not just someone who might buy my thing. You're actually someone who I could talk and smile at and hug and, you know, have a, a conversation with that isn't just some to-do list item. So, and I think that those are the one, those are the relationships that last um, it, over the years. I've worked with a lot of real estate agents and the market ebbs and flows. And I was talking to a friend that I happened to run into yesterday and she manages a Remax brokerage. And she said, you know, it's this like slow time. And I said, yeah. And I've, been there with you watching this happen before like this has we've gone through this you know you just have to you just have to weather it and in that time where you're like chilling while there's financial instability or any kind of instability in the world we're just building the relationships and being ourselves and doing our best and when we come out of it on the other side well then all of that infrastructure that you've built even in the times of instability are even stronger because you've been through that together
0: Mm. I love that. So what are you doing right now to create that emotional connection, to create that quality? Like, how are you doing that in your business and in your visibility journey?
1: I'm sharing a bit more about my actual, like, inner thoughts. Um, I think the thing that I struggled with because I came onto the scene uh, with a course all about google's products you know gmail google drive and calendar and everybody bought this course and everybody's raving about and it's like a 37 dollar course for anybody who's wondering but uh, so i i have actually just as of this morning i noticed i have 3901 students that's how many people have purchased the course and that's two and a half years and what i struggle with when i communicate with the people who have purchased the course those are my email subscribers and i've got some other folks on my list as well when I communicate about that, I know that they came to me for Gmail tips. They came yeah. to me for Google tips. They came for me, to me for like practical ways to be more productive, efficient, organized, and so on. That's why they found me. And so I have always hesitated to share personal. I mean, I'll share here and there, or if I'm ever on live with people, of course, I'm very open. And it's not because I'm a private person. Everything on my Facebook is all public. But I started sharing like lessons learned or experiences had specifically personal. And I find what happens is that people then relate even more, or they'll listen even closer to the things I do say about organization and productivity, but because they like me as a person. So, you know, we went and surprised my mother for her 70th birthday, and I posted the video of the surprise on Facebook, and then shared that in my email list. And like, you know, brought tears to people's eyes. And And it it doesn't matter what I was talking about. Now I'm this human who flew across the country to surprise her mother with her siblings on her 70th. And, like, that's sticky and memorable. Like, people Mm -hmm. will remember that and, like, see me for who I am and not just for the, the, like, I mean, it's great. I love, you know, everybody loves the Gmail tips. But there's so much more to me that goes on throughout the day and it's probably like probably me what i'm thinking is like
0: she probably was able to do that because she's so organized and all in her in her drives and all her things and she's
1: not spending wasted time well i'm certainly not at the front of the line when i'm checking in for my flight flipping through my in my emails because i know where that email is with the boarding pass you know like yes and the thing is all of these little tips that i share high into real life and and the one that i shared this morning which i think was probably The best email i've ever written but it just ties exactly into this conversation and i think i've gotten more responses to an email i sent out two hours ago than any other email but yesterday i sat down at my desk with a plate full of this delicious breakfast that my husband had just cooked me and started at 9 59 a.m and started looking for the zoom link for the event that i was attending it was like a a chamber of commerce uh, google ads 101 and i'm looking in the appointment and i'm like oh there's no zoom link that's unlike me and then I went into my emails and realized it was an in-person event. <laughs> and so I like moment to, moment to panic, probably about 60 seconds of wondering, should I go? They said to be there five minutes early. It's already 10 o'clock. Am I going to be that person? And then I went downstairs, dumped my plate into a to-go container, run out, ran out the door. Thankfully, I live in a small town and I walked in at 10.07 and they were just finished the introductions and it was no big deal and I attended and it was good, but I shared that story in like, let me tell you this tip that I have, which is don't forget to put the like location, the Zoom link, the address in your appointments. And, you know, if you're driving somewhere, maybe you put like driving to event in your Mm -hmm. calendar so that you don't do what I did, which is just, you know, I booked it like six weeks ago. Now I'm gonna go show up in like a total, I'm not used to in-person anyways. I just, but I got a lot of responses. Oh, this made me laugh. Um, Oh, like I've done that. And I think that that relatability, it reinforces and like all of it stems from visibility. But what is visibility if there isn't some kind of retention? It's funny. I have
0: I feel like that is me in Denver at least once a week. And I'm always forgetting that I'm like, oh, man, that's actually an in-person thing. OK, let me. Um, and I'm like, what is it in the middle of the day? What were you thinking, kid?
1: What were you thinking? Well, we just spent like three years doing nothing but showing up with pajama bottoms and a (laughs) a get productive shirt.
0: (laughs) And then it's always like, oh, I actually have to put real pants on or I actually have to put real clothes on figure out what real shoes to wear because now I have to see people from like full body. (laughs) I feel like that's been, since I moved to Denver has very much been my story. So I love, I love, but the thing is, even with that, we now have this connection piece. Yeah. And just remember, I was like, oh my gosh, Dara gets it about these, how these in-person events will throw you off your whole plan sometimes. Because you don't, it's like you don't, if you don't plan right for it, let's say it's traffic or all this stuff. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't happen the way she wanted to happen sometimes.
1: I think that, you know, just coming back to my initial answer to your question, I feel like there's a secondary layer that you fall, you personally How to play this role because your title right under your name says Visibility Alchemist. And I think that when you have visibility and you are memorable, then you get people who want to connect you with others. Yeah. And so you become this resource and you participate in being a resource. We all are that resource and we all are that resource for each other and for others, is that people stick in your mind and then you have this opportunity to introduce them to others. And then and then the, that that network snowballs. And it's all these high quality, memorable people who are introducing each people to each other. And I can't think of the number of times where someone has asked me for a coffee chat and then I hop on a coffee chat and we have a nice conversation. And then I never hear from them again. And then someone says to me, do you know someone who does such and such? And I'm like, I do, but I don't remember who that was because they didn't stick around. They didn't send me a follow up, hey, just want to remind you that I'd love to be recommended for such and such, or like, they just kind of fall off that radar. And so I think, like, layers to visibility, being memorable, connecting people, and actually just staying top of mind as part of it. Because if you just disappear, and you're hiding in your corner, and it's like having a job interview and not sending the follow up email, like, I'm not saying it was a job interview, I'm just saying, like, it's kind of like that, because you're putting the, the onus on the recipient of this communication As mm-hmm. if I was waiting for you to come and check, knock on my door and see how I'm doing when I could be like, Hey, Carrie, it's been so long. And like, just keeping that flow going. No, I love that too, because I remember,
0: um, if I think about my first year in business, we hit our six figures within our first, like six months in business. Because I was following up. Like, I was checking in on people, seeing how they were doing. It, was, it wasn't it was even, and for me, I always say, it's stuff that feels good to you. So, for me, I love knowing how somebody's, like, I'm very nosy. I want to know what's happening. I want to know what you're doing. I want to know what new exciting things that we can celebrate together. Like, I want to know. So, like, when it came to fall, I was like, hey, it's like, what's going on? What's new? Like, what's happening? Like, t- tell me the things. And people were like, nobody ever checks on me. I'm like, oh. Welcome to, to me wanting to be all in the business. <laughs> because it's fun, it's human. And I feel like a lot of times, especially. And it's genuine, and it's genuine. Yeah. And
1: I think that's the most important thing is that you're not, it's not a tactic. It's yeah. out of actual interest end. And I think that's where you personally, you carry shine because of how genuine that is.
0: Yeah, cause I love knowing somebody's. I love knowing about somebody's life, I'm, and then it's fun because I'm like, oh my gosh, I had this amazing conversation with Dara, and then now I can say like, like my mom, her birthday's on the third. Now I'm like, hmm, should I, should I pop up on her for, for her birthday? Like, what? what are <laughs> and if keys? you do, make sure you get it on video. I know <laughs> she'd probably be like, like my mom probably like, what are you doing here? <laughs> what? I didn't want to do anything for my birthday. Was like you want to go to Longhorn or something? I can see that. I can see that being my mom. She'd be like, What are you doing here? I was gonna to go to the doctor. Now I gotta start, I gotta start pre-framing her to like be ready
1: for me. <laughs> yeah, you need the you need the like the the surprise buffer. Yeah. I it for- like, like my dad knew that we were coming, and so he was our, you know, he, he facilitated the smooth. Entry of the children to surprise the mom. So
0: I did that one time with her, and she was and she wasn't home, and she was not home for like five hours. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, I gotta go to quit church to go to the bathroom, waiting for this woman to bring herself home. I'm like, I'm like, where you at? Oh, I'm, I should be home soon. I'm like, where you at? I'm, she was like, I'm growing. You, like, you know how you know when you tell, ask your mom where she at? She's like, Why you ask me where I'm at? <laughs> But that is funny to think about that, because I'm like, hmm, maybe I need to find a way to surprise her for something. I think that would be fun for her. I think if I do it for my niece and nephews, they might be more excited. Do it
1: for the people that get more excited with it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and also do it selectively, you know, don't do it all the time. I know. Yeah. Make it worth it. Make it like, make it impactful. Mmm. Yeah.
0: I like that. I like that. Okay. So, all right, let me think of my number. Okay, I don't know what this number is coming in. What advice would you give the Dara of
1: six years ago? Six years ago. That's oh. the number that popped in. I don't know why. That's a good question. Um, I mean, I think I can answer that question, but I might need to give you guys a bit of context because... Six years ago, I was creating my first online courses that didn't go well. And not that they were terrible or anything. I just, I didn't persist. And so um, maybe the answer would be, well, six years ago. Yeah. Hmm. That's 2018, 2017. Um, Stick with something like don't back off would be one kind of generic, uh, like, blanket statement that I think would be good advice for me, but it probably is pretty good for everybody else. Um, but also know when to walk away. Mm. So, <clears throat> you know, don't quit prematurely, but also don't, um, don't let something go just because it's not doing exactly what you expect right out of the gate. Like, mm. um, keep, keep pushing and keep, uh, experimenting until you find the the right solution. Cause essentially that's what I did. I think I just took a bit of a break, bit more of a break than I would have liked. And don't hire that one Facebook ads agency that wasted me 10000 dollars There we go. <laughs> it's like it's like whispering in your past self's ear, like how do Like, we hey, water? don't like, do it. Don't waste your money on this thing. <laughs> it's
0: funny. Uh, um I I think on our second episode, I was like, I wonder, I want to add advice, but I was like, I don't want to make it generic. So I'm like, I'm gonna use whatever number comes up and it's always so fun to see like the numbers that i choose actually something big happened or some type of huge shift happen that has changed the trajectory so i love that you were at that piece of like not knowing when to pivot not knowing who's the like what was the right spending person to spend the money with i think that's really that's really exciting
1: I want to just <clears throat> say something um, that has come to mind as a result of you asking this question, which is I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't done all of the things wrong or right that I've done in my whole life, let alone the last six years. And so while those are a couple of things I'm plucking out of the air to answer the question, I also think I'm in a very great place in my life and my business right now. And I wouldn't want any of that to change. So, while I've got advice for six years ago, Dara, I don't think that I would want her to do things differently because I'm so glad to have gotten to where I am. And, you know, the butterfly effect of like change one thing and everything else changes. Like, I wouldn't want it to not be what it's, what, where it is right now. So, taking that past person advice with a grain of salt.
0: Yeah. And I think it's good though, because I think that there might be somebody right now that's feeling like they should give up or they're feeling like they should. Or not knowing if they should pivot. So it's like being able to ask that, but then also knowing that the journey that you choose is, is a lot of times has already has a written story. So being able to know like that it might be those bumpy paths that feel weird, but it's gonna lead you to the outcome that's that that you want and that's it's always been meant for you, I think it makes it exciting. Yeah, definitely. And that's the cool part about being a human and living life and all that. Exactly.
1: Things.
0: I agree. I love it. Okay. Um, I get to hang out with Dara for a little bit longer, but we will bid you Amazing Humans adieu. And Dara, thank you so much for hanging out
1: with us. Yeah, nice to have, nice to be back. We've we've talked before on uh, live and I'm le- honored to have been invited to your podcast. Oh, of
0: course, of course. All right, Amazing Humans, we'll see you next time. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Visibility Playground Podcast. If you're now like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to dive into my visibility. Or you're just like, I just want to assess where I am in my visibility journey. Take the Visibility Vitals Check Quiz. You can go to www.visibilityvitalquiz.com. I will make sure that I put it in the show notes, but make sure that you go take the quiz, DM me, let me know how it went. Talk